I want to start this thing out, uh, Pastor Amanda, myself, we wanted to open this beginning of the year. Many of us are talking about sacrifice, and I've heard a lot of people talk about three principles that's going to be key. I've already s- spoken some of that, 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 that if you'll give more than you've ever given of your monetary things, if you will, if you will pray more than you've ever prayed, and in the last part, if you will make yourself a sacrifice, holy and acceptable. I cannot be holy in myself. How many knows that you, you and I can't work it out? We can't do enough jumping jacks or cartwheels, although we try, but how many wants to see the lame the leap, dumb people to speak, and I mean that in all facets that I'm saying it, with wisdom. I want to hear some, I want people that, that come in here with stopped up ears and they hear something's happening in that congregation. I want to come be a part of it. Why? Because we're a holy sacrifice, not because of anything that we can do, but, but because we're near him. We're close to him. Turn in there and say, I got to get closer. I want to say this. A lot of times in a new year, we, we think there's a magic button right. when we cross over at midnight. You know what I mean? And, and what, our, what we believe in our heart, often what is what is. But what changes in 2024 is not the calendar. It's you. Oh, that's good. It's me. That's good. It's me, oh Lord, standing in need. When we change what we believe and what we perceive and what we receive, our circumstance has a way of changing. That's how you could be in the midst of the fiery trial and not feel it and not see it. Doesn't mean because the trial has changed, it means I have changed for his greater glory. And so I wanted to say that, that in 2024, if you're like, my God, it's the third day into this new year and nothing has changed. Mm. This is what will change you, what we're getting ready to talk about. Number one, the word of God. The word of God has the ability to change you, being not conformed to this world, but what being transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you put the word of God and you make a deposit of the word of God, guess what's going to come out of you? The word of God. You are what you eat. That's it. That's it. Let's, just, let's just title tonight, I am what I eat. I like it. All right? I like it. I want to say this too. A lot of us are very diligent in our study, discipleship. We get some of you, you're, you're, you got the clock set. You get up every morning. If you're like me, you get a cup of coffee first. You're sitting by the fireplace because you want to be close to something warm. And you open up the book and you're reading it and it's reading you. And I think that if we allow the book to be a mirror this year, allow it to search us. David was so good at search me, oh God. And, and see if there be anything in me that's unclean. Create in me a clean heart so that I can worship you. Renew the right spirit in me. Because, man, there's so many spirits that are after our attention. So many things that's trying to corrupt the truth that's, that's already there. And I've found this. I don't know if it's you, but I believe the last year tried to, tried to steal what has been invested. And I'm talking about truth. 
You know, there's times when God gives you an opportunity to minister, and, and the enemy, I just felt this earlier, that he almost has tried to make you forget what God has told you about yourself, about your family, and you can't even think the truth because you're clouded by everything else. There's such a, 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 there's such a cloud, there's such an uncertainty, and that uncertainty can be a blinder to truth. And so Mark 2 and 18, let's go ahead and get into this. Mark 2 and 18, uh, going through 20, it's very interesting scripture, a uh, portion of scripture, and I, we're gonna kind of move through this and we'll end uh, maybe where we begin, but it's crazy that, that they're sitting here, they're talking about John's disciples. If you look at it, it says, now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. They're doing the right thing. They're fasting. They're doing uh, what they need to do to sacrifice. And some people came and asked Jesus, how is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? Now, I love this next portion because it says, Jesus answered. How many knows when Jesus speaks, all ears should be perking up? And he says this. He says, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast? while he is with them. Now, I want you to think about that. They cannot so long as that they have him with them, but 20 says, but the time will come. Now, I want you to hear that. The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day, somebody shout that day, they will fast. On that day, they will fast. In other words, as long as Jesus was with the disciples, they never fasted, even though they had the opportunity to fast, they didn't have to fast because Jesus was with them. Somebody tell your neighbor, say, Jesus was with them. It says that G they, they didn't have to fast because Jesus was with them, and Jesus was physically present with them. This is talking about the physical being of Jesus is walking with the disciples. And as long as Jesus was there, everything that they needed was at their disposal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we see here that, that there's, they have protection. They have guidance. The, the ultimate leader is guiding them, leading them, following them. And, but Jesus is telling them when he goes away from them to a, another place, a heavenly dimension, he says, it's in that moment that I go to the other place. This is the moment that you're going to need to fast. Why? Because I, in this moment, you will not be able to overcome because I am not in the physical with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says that it was expedient that he went. Why? Because there was a helper that was going to be sent to us. But here's the ultimate. When you begin to sacrifice, when you begin to reflect what he did for you, it begins to unlock the availability of what he released through the helper to you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So he had to go away before these that were with him. It was almost kind of at that point, something really that become a mandatory thing after he left them. And it says that, that it says, then they will fast. So I want you to turn to, your, turn, turn to your neighbor and tell them, then they fasted. Now, this is what Psalms 91, I believe, is telling you and I. It says that, that, that he dwells in the, that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
I want to tell you that the, the secret place of the Most High, just, uh, just go with me here for a minute. If you want to get to that place, yes, a prayer closet is absolutely a must, but add fasting to it. And watch, your, watch you get to a place where you're hiding in him and he's hiding with you and, and he'll show you things and you dwelling there. And the Bible says you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Dwelling means to rest. One termination means to retire. That's, I think that's amazing. That I retire, I, I, nothing else matters in other words. I'm just going to live here in this, in this place, in the space, underneath the wings of God, underneath the shadow of the Almighty. How do I do that? Some, this, is, this is a place of praying and fasting. When you couple prayer and fasting, you tap into that intimate place with Jesus Christ. It is the exact equivalent of being a disciple, walking with him in the natural. It is the exact same things that are at your disposal that blinded eyes can be open at that moment. The, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak. This was the will of the Father that you operate in this kind of dimension and God is saying that the, you can be sheltered, you can be safe, you can be in a hiding place. It can help you, it can protect you. Uh, uh, shadow suggests shade, it suggests comfort, it suggests protection. It suggests defense. Abide means I'm going to lodge. I'm going to live with him. I'm going to spend the night with him. I'm going to get up with him in the morning. I'm going to live with him through the day. Uh, every day that I live, I'm going to be with him. And this happens as you and I not just carve out the beginning of the year. We've ate all the sweet stuff up to this point. We've picked up the, you know, we put down the cake fork. And now we're on a mission. We've got our gym membership card ready we're gonna fast first and then we're gonna get in shape shape so that we can imitate come on but I want you to understand that what you start you have to carry it out until you accomplish and you finish what God has designed and destined you to do and so what I start I want to carry it out because we're good at starting and we're good at finishing but what are we doing in the middle place He's my shelter in the middle. He's my protector in the middle. I'm not going to lose hope just because all hell is breaking loose in my life, even when there's present threatenings, and I'm going to thoroughly be at home in the safe place. This is what this is saying, and when you have a lifestyle of fasting, it denies yourself so as much that your emotion can't get in the way of his mission. Man, I just felt that right there. When you fast, it gets your emotion out of the way and it establishes a place for you to be uh, so focused that you cannot be detoured, you cannot be knocked away, you cannot be distracted. And listen, I don't know about you, but one thing I learned in 23, I will not be distracted in 24. Come on, somebody. And I have learned that when I sacrifice, and here's the, here's the key. Somebody turn there and say, there's a key to this. It's not a religious obligation. It's not just something I'm going to start the year off with, and then the rest of the year, I'm just going to eat what I want, do what I want to do. I started right, so he's going to carry me through. No, sacrifice is obedience in action. It's obedience in action. And in religion... Uh, will tell and try to obligate you to something. But, and here's another key. Here, somebody say, here's another key. Here it comes. You ready? 
We don't do this to be holier than my neighbor. I'm not climbing some kind of spiritual ladder that I'm trying to get higher than somebody else. And if we do in this way, and I'm not saying, listen, please don't misunderstand my heart. I just want us to do this right. I want us to get our body ready for what God is getting ready to release. Are you ready for restoring hope? God's getting ready to do some crazy things. But we have to understand that it's not for me to have some kind of high position in ministry. I'm not doing this for them. I'm doing it for him. And, and we, now more than ever, I don't know about you, but I believe we need to take the initiative to not only pray, but to sacrifice in our prayers, to push meals aside at some times. In Acts 16, we find that Paul went city to city, and as he began to minister, he was strengthening the church. And I don't know about you, but in this hour, if I can be just a little bit of a strength to my neighbor, I want to be that. I may have failed last year, but how many would say, I want to be the arm to lift my brother up, my sister up in this hour. I want to be like a Paul that's not weakening my brother, but strengthening my sister. You hear what I'm saying? Strengthening my brother. And Paul did this. He spread the gospel, and the gospel message began to strengthen the people, and it established a body, and it began to build a church. But the first place he sought, watch this, was a place of prayer. He sought the place of prayer before anything else. It was the place where people were already praying. Listen, if you want to feel uh, things come into fruition, get in a place where people are praying. <laughs> where people are agreeing. There's situations that opened up for Paul. Why? Because he first sought the praying place. The Bible said that my house shall be called a house not of preaching, not of evangelizing, not of worshiping, but he said my house shall be called a house of prayer. Let me just ask you the question. How is your prayer life? How is your prayer life? Not telling God what's not happening, but God, what is it that you want me to do? Come on, some. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as I'm preaching better than anybody's talking to me tonight. Y'all know I have to hear you, it helps me. But on earth as it is in heaven. What is, what is your heart posture this year moving into 24 where God's going to release unto his church more? God is raising his church. The floodwaters have been released. Devastation has been all around us, but how many knows that the ark will always rise to the top? God has a mission for the ark. God has a mission for the church, and it's all in the posture. If Are you turned up? Are you looking up and looking out to the hills from which cometh your help in 2024 listen to me in this season that we just walked into turn up the prayer life turn up the now I'm not talking about well, oh God just bless me and, 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 and my four and that's enough and no more no I'm talking about intercession for those who need to get up I'm talking about intercession for people who are out on, this, on the streets who are addicted to drugs I'm talking about prostitutes that, that need to be released and, and the church needs to be effective in this hour and listen we will not be full of strength if we're not full of prayer. 
Come on, somebody, help me. We will not be full of power until we are a position on our knees in prayer. We're good at getting on Facebook, but are we good at opening up his book and begin to pray and say, God, line my life up to whatever this book is telling me to become as your disciple. Discipline me, God. And the only way I can be disciplined is if I'm in position to be so. And the only position is in a posture of on my knees, is in a posture of humility, is in a posture of closing the door and shutting out the clutter. This is going to be the year of Matthew 6, 6. It's not so that you keep in there and you're away from everybody else, but I feel a Clark Kent going into a phone booth. And as you come out of the prayer closet, demons are going to run out of your living room going to run out of your children's come on somebody and it's going to be coupled with prayer and fasting God is about to do a thing I wish I had somebody that's full of the power of the Holy Spirit because he released it to your house understand that the more I pray in 24 the more I will receive of everything that he's declared over my life I'm trying to stay seated but I feel fire right now in my belly because of all the fiery darts of the wind one, I'm here to tell you, you may have knocked me down, but you positioned me to pray. You positioned me to intercede. You positioned me to break through. Somebody give God praise if you've been brought knocked down to your knees. Because if you've been knocked to your knees, you've been positioned for power. Somebody praise him if you believe it. Woo! Glory. And Paul... Like Jesus, he understood the atmosphere of prayer. Can I ask you the question? Let your house be an atmosphere of prayer. When people walk into your space, they don't even have to hear a word, but they're hearing prayers. Because prayers will continue even when those who've passed away have went away. Prayers will never go away. The prayers of those who have went on to be with the Lord are still, some of them are prayers unanswered. But I'm here to tell you, those prayers prayed have potential when you come into agreement with those prayers. And I'm telling you, this is going to be the hour of power for the church. But it has to be the hour of prayer. Are you following me? And the Bible says that Paul understood this. He wanted to find the people of prayer before he ever walked into any kind of anointing or to make a, uh, any, uh, the, the only way to make a way is through the posture of prayer. And Paul was like Jesus. He lived in this atmosphere. Prayer was the key to breakthrough. Prayer was the key to kingdom opportunity. Wow. And fasting released the supernatural power of heaven. Some of the most spirit-filled individuals, and I love old people. I love to read people that's already gone. Everybody always asks, what book are you reading? Well, I, I like to read this book, but, but there's, there's some people that understood some things, and uh, you know, like Charles Finney and, and Smith Wigglesworth and these guys, and, and Charles Finney, when his batteries, I, I, I remember reading, he, when his batteries would get low, and he needed a, a recharge. He would, in, in, in what I've read about him is he would take a three-day fast. And on that third, there's something about the number three. And as, actually, we're on the third day, right, of the new year. 
there's something about, some of you've already started your fast. Some of you are going to wait till Sunday. But there's something about uh, when your batteries are low and you, and you take that opportunity to sacrifice. I remember my first three-day fast with nothing but water. And I'd, I'd never done it before, but man, there was something that began to happen inside of me. I can't even begin to put it into words to you. Some of you understand that. How many has ever done a three-day fast with nothing but water before? And I'm not condemning. I'm just, I'm, I, there's something about a three-day nothing but water fast. There's something about it. When you do it as the Holy Spirit leads you to do it, and I remember that, that everything of my flesh, everything my flesh wanted began to fade. Everything my heart wanted in my flesh began to fall away from me. I remember we would go into atmospheres of worship and it was different. When, that, that when everybody else was getting in and going crazy, I wasn't in my flesh and going, they, cr- they crazy, what's going on? There was something that, was, that you were tapping into because you didn't care about what people thought about you. Your flesh was literally dying. And some of you say, man, I don't know how they dance or shout or praise. And God's done a lot for me, but I just can't do that. Listen, and you, maybe you don't have to do. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just telling you, if you fast, you'll do things you thought you could never do before. And that's even in ministry or declaring or telling somebody the truth. If you want to tell somebody the truth with boldness and authority, get yourself to a place of fasting. And when you do, your flesh begins to go and your senses, your spiritual senses begin to heighten. It's crazy. Try it, man. It's the coolest thing ever. All of a sudden, God began to, you talking about a spirit of discerning of spirits, many pray for that. You want to operate and step into that? Begin to fast. God will begin, you'll begin to discern where the glory's moving in the room when you walk into ministry points and even on the streets and in the grocery store, God will begin to speak to you and, and people in wheelchairs can come up out of the wheelchair because you'll have the gift of faith that'll explode because your flesh is not getting in the way of your faith. Fasting kills your flesh and increases your faith. And Paul knew this, and he walked in it. It was so powerful. And, and Charles Finney understood this. And, and as I said, Smith Wigglesworth understood this. He understood the prayer closet. We know I could go all through Scripture, Elijah, David, Ezra, uh, Ezra Moses, Daniel, Nehemiah, and Pastor Amanda will begin to talk about some of these. But it's a voluntary abstaining from pleasure. It's a voluntary abstaining from what my flesh wants. It's a voluntary abstaining from uh, food. We know that in the scripture. It, enjoyment, whatever, technology, entertainment, shutting things off and turning truth on. Come on, somebody. And when we do this, we put away the, uh, the appetites of this world. We put away and we say, God, consecrate me. Clean me. Clean out the clutter. Be sensitive to his voice. Let your ears be open as you're, as you're fasting. Don't just fast it, as I said, religiously, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing this because, God, I want to be close to you. I want to hear what you are saying. I want to know what you are seeing. God will even take you into the realms of his mystery when you begin to sacrifice. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've been there? It's an amazing thing. Fasting and praying aligns the body to kingdom purpose. Often we see things in this realm, such as our situation. (laughs) We can only see it for where we are. 
because all of the things around us are blocking where he's trying to take us. We can't see around the corner, but he can because he sees the end before the beginning. He understands where he's trying to get you to go. And, other, and, and in order for you to get in on the action before you get in on the action, he will show you, he will even show you things preemptively, but he has to clean out the clutter of our lives. There has to be a removal of things that are barriers in the way of his vision. He wants you to see with his eyes. He wants you to hear with his ears. And as some, I think it was, I can't remember who said it New Year's. He said, uh, these are, things are a mystery, right? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. The things that God, but how many is thankful that you have the power of the Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of you? You know how you activate that power? Sacrifice. Push some meals aside. Whatever feeds your flesh, deny it. He said, he said, deny yourself, uh, your flesh. He said, deny your flesh. He said, uh, uh, he said, be crucified so that he can live. When you begin to crucify your flesh, your spirit man begins to live on the inside of you. And everything that's in his spirit now begins to awaken you. Your eyes begin to open. Your ears begin to open. Your heart begins to receive things that, that, that otherwise you would have not received it. And it comes by way of sacrifice. It comes by way of cleaning out the clutter. It comes by way of him showing hidden things in the place where you surrendered. Stirring in my heart, a burning, a prophetic word of, of scripture is coming forth by way of the spirit now because I've cleaned out the clutter. I can hear what God's saying through the man and woman of God now because I'm not worried about what I'm going to do in the next few minutes because the thing that matters is me being at his feet. Somebody said this, we're in the season of Mary, not of Martha. And I believe we're moving into that, that all that matters is his presence. You want to say anything right there? You want me to keep going? I just, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I was thinking of Psalms 25 when yeah. you, you were talking about the mysteries of God. In verse 14, it says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. And that is something that fasting does is it, it literally shows you and reveals to you the covenant plan of God. And it's not fun. Let, let me just set this right here. It is not a, an exciting thing when you start it. You don't feel it in the midway point. And I got to tell you, that second day, you think you're going to die yeah. straight up. But by the time you get to the third day, there is something that shifts and you see clarity and there are different types of fasts. When we are calling a corporate fast, and I know Elder John has started teaching on this in Sunday school, and when you're calling a corporate fast, just like when the disciples sat down and said, you know, John's disciples fast, why aren't we, why aren't we fasting? And I think one of the keys in that verse and that scripture is stop looking at what everybody else is doing. And we're, we're doing this and you can't compare the two. And it's like this, even with different churches, different ministries, often like, you know, an Asbury revival broke out. Every church member across America started comparing this house, that house to what was going on there. And we have to first recognize that God's harvest field does not all bloom at one time. Okay. 
You don't know the ground of preparation that has taken place. When Brownsville Revival broke out, they had spent five years weekly fasting and praying and seeking the Lord. So when you see a sprouting up of a ridiculous move of God, you cannot see. We see the explosion of the thing, but what you cannot see is the sacrifice and the seed that's in the ground. And that's what we're doing as as this year is kicked off. If we believe Psalms 24, that the King of glory is coming in. If we believe that the secret of the Lord Lord is revealed to those who fear him. I want him to know that I fear him enough to obey his voice, even when it hurts my flesh. Do you hear me? I want him to know that he can trust me with his secrets. And when in due season comes, he'll, when he says, speak it, I'll be willing to speak it because I don't fear man. I fear God. We need a church that rises up boldly in the fear of the Lord because you will say the hard thing in the face of man and not fear them because you have the strength to stand because you simply sacrifice and you fear the Lord. And so in that, in Joel 2, it talks about calling forth the congregation and consecrating a fast. I want us to set this as the tone of restoring hope. Some of us can, uh, I say us, because I don't know that where I am today <laughs> in my fasting ability. That's not true. I've actually been on a, a small fast, and it's not something braggadocious. It's just being obedient to the Lord. But I will tell you, as Pastor Aaron was saying, the three-day water fast, that's hard. The hardest fast that the Lord has ever called me to go on, and I've went longer times, but the hardest one is the actual, uh, it's the normal fast. It is the absolute, and it's when you go with nothing. This is the fast that we see Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. The Spirit led him in the wilderness, and he did not eat, and he did not drink. Now, I went three days on a dry fast. And let me tell you something, OMG. You, you, you're like, if I could just have just a drop, it's probably what hell's going to be like, and we all maybe should try it so we don't go there. You know what I mean? I, I, it, it is the fast that Esther called. And so it's not just, I want to, it's not only I want to hear God, it's simply, I, I fear God, but it is also, I'm about to have to go before them and I need to know that he has sent me. And that when the scepter is stretched out, it's not for me to die because I've been obedient. And so we don't know what God is asking us to do going into 2024. The Esther fast was a three day. She told Mordecai, I want you to go and call a fast among the people. I'm going to be fasting. And they did not eat and they did not drink for three days. And we know the outcome of that, that a Haman spirit that was sought out to kill every bloodline of the Jew. And here was the commission. You know, Esther, you could just hang out here and you, you might be safe for a moment, but don't you, here's what you need to know, Esther. If there's Esther's in the room and the Mordecai spirit in the room, God will raise up somebody else, but don't think you're going to sit out here and hide. 
If you're not willing, God will do it through somebody else. And that's what I believe he started out. How many opportunities have we missed simply because we didn't obey? How many opportunities have passed us by, not because we didn't have potential, we didn't have the willingness? And so this fast that we are calling of Restoring Hope Church, it is probably, I say, maybe the easiest, some days not but the 21-day Daniel fast. So I've, I've said it. There's the absolute. The normal fast is the water fast. And then there is the partial fast. And we can see that in Daniel. And it was a proving. And it wasn't Daniel proving himself. It was Daniel proving that God is with us. I don't have to eat the portion at the king's table because I've got, I've got food that you don't know about. And so Daniel said, I want my diet restricted. I don't want the king's portion of meat. I don't want the sweets. I don't want the delicacies. In Proverbs in 23, it literally says, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully before you do. And I believe this is what Daniel was saying. He was considering carefully what was coming before him. It says, consider carefully before you do. Put a knife to your throat. And if you are a man given to appetite, do not desire the, these rulers' delicacies because they have the potential to be a deceptive food. So often we long to set at tables with deceptive food. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm ready for my church to consider what is being put before them. And when you do, he said, do not desire the bread of those who have an evil eye, nor desire their delicacies. For they say in their heart, eat and drink, but they are not with you. The morsel that we eat at a delicate king's table that the Lord is saying, I want you to consider it before you put it in your mouth. If you don't, there's an opportunity to vomit up what you put in. That's in Proverbs 23. And Daniel, I believe, considered what was set before him. And he said, if you, listen, if we do this, test, test God in this. Because we will come out in greater strength. Truthfully, uh, it was 10 days of testing. And we see the 21-day mark that how many need some angelic forces to bust through some principalities and bring some answers? I know you do. And that's the thing is that this is it. I believe it. I believe that we are on the the cusp of the king of glory making his entry in. But he's saying, can you deny the delicacies of the ruler table and partake of me and let me come all the way in? Can you consider what is set before you? Test God in this and see if you will not have more strength at the end of this than you did the beginning. And so Daniel's fast was no meat, no sweet, and no yeast. And that is the fast that if you at all can of Restoring Hope Church, that we will be leaning into for the 21 day because not everybody can do the absolute fast. And and we understand that. Not everybody can do the water fast. And we understand that. Those are things that if you can ask the Lord and just say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Some of us younger ones can, and maybe we should on behalf of the elders in the room. Maybe we 
should because they need, they need some angelic reinforcement on their behalf. They need a deliverance in their life. They need Gabriel to come and make an announcement and Michael to go fight the principalities and the prince of Persia in the atmosphere. And so maybe you and I can take on a load for them. And I'm telling you, I'm setting my target going into this fast. I am making it plain. I'm reading the word. I'm seeking the, the face of God because this is the generation of Jacob. And as we are setting this target, I believe the king of glory is coming as he is stepping out of his bridal chamber. Do you hear me? He's about to make his entry in a heart of those who are seeking him first, who are hearing his truth and denying their flesh. And I'm going to say this and then I'm going to move on. In Psalms 58, it talks about a fast that pleases God. And it deals with some things because we don't just, we, there, we have to be very cautious in this season. I don't, God doesn't mind. And I ask God a lot, like, God, are you hearing me down here? Do you see me? But I, I hear a caution as we are entering into a fasting season because in this Isaiah 58, he's saying, um, you know, they take, they, they ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, when you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? And there have been times that I have fasted because I wanted to get God's attention and I failed to realize that he was trying to get mine. <laughs> it's like when we're trying to do this song and dance and, you know, we're like, see me, see me, see me, see me. And in all reality, we're just acting out of our flesh when he's saying, you need to see you. And here's what he says in, I, this is where it's got to change in me. My perspective has to change. And he says, the fast that I am calling you to is that not, not that you would just point the finger at everybody else's wickedness, but that you would deal with your own. Uh, read it. It says, to fa the fast I've chosen is for a man to afflict his soul, is to bow down his head like the bulrush, to spread out sackcloth and ashes. This is the fast that I would call an acceptable day of the Lord, not so that you are waiting on God to strike his fist at the wickedness. But he says, here's the fast that I've actually called is for you to go in and loose the bonds of wickedness, for you to go undo the heavy burdens, for you to set free those who are oppressed, for you to break every yoke. It is, it is not to share your bread with the hungry. And so he's saying, when you mortify your flesh and you're starving, something happens because you begin to see a different perspective and you recognize, my God, they're starving. You begin to look at them as, as you are killing your flesh. You begin to see their need over your own need. And he's saying, is it not for you to share your bread with the hungry, for you to bring your house to the poor and cast it out when you see the naked that you would cover them? This is what God is calling us to do when we are fasting is that we would become more aware of us dealing with our wickedness, not just asking God to deal with theirs, but that also we would say, make 
us aware of your secrets. Make us aware of those that are oppressed that you want to set free. Make us aware those that we are called to break yokes of bondage off of. Open our eyes that we may see. But then here's what it says. And you see them, you naked, and you don't hide yourself from your own flesh. When your light shall break forth like the morning, get this, your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your healing. If you need healing, one of the greatest miracles, I, I have a couple of fasting. One of them is the testimony of Eva. You all have heard us say this. I didn't know why I was fasting, but I knew that if I put any food to my mouth, it would change our whole destiny. And I had no clue what that meant. Nine days into this fast that I had no instruction other than don't, our daughter fell 15 feet out of a second story window. And y'all know the story. It didn't even hit us. Oh my God, we had been fasting. And I had supernatural strength in that room that only God, only God and could I had have been done. Eating and I was about to faint. I mean, I was a mess. But she had something that was pushing her and she hadn't eaten a bite of food. And I was trying to convince her and tell her because we had a long week we was doing music. Well. I was like, you got to drink something. You need your strength, all those types of things that husbands do. And he was worried. I was worried about her. But man, in that moment, God just began to push through her as she interceded. She laid hands on the physicians and prayed for them and speaking in tongues. No, <laughs> she didn't care. And God moved in that room. You move. could feel angelic uh, activity that took place. And obviously, you know, we went home that night with no broken bones, no internal energy uh, uh, injuries, there was a severed lip, and you know her head. Uh, they had to do surgery, uh, plastic surgery on her lip, and they they sewed up her head. She went home, and then the next morning, here she was trying to climb on the outside of our staircasing. So I mean, nothing slowed her down. But that is the power of prayer. And it's fasting. the power of fasting. Key is the power of hearing Him telling you to do it. So if he's telling you to do it tonight and you're hearing us as he your leaders, your leadership. listen to me, do it. Some of the prayers that we've not yet seen, we're going to see it by being obedient to what he's saying tonight. Amen. And I, and I want to say this, I had received a diagnosis and you said in this, in the rheumatoid office mm -hmm. with me. And they had died. They had said lupus. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. share this all the time. This has been a few years ago, 2019-ish, 2018, 2019. I couldn't wear heels for over 30 minutes, and y'all know me. That, that mattered to me, right? My bones, my joints, and that doctor pulled out. Now, thank God for physicians. Thank God for them. But I heard the Lord, and I moved on the word of the Lord over what they were saying. And he pulled out his prescription pad and he said, I, you've got this, this, and this, and this, and it's going to take this, this, and this, and this for you to live and survive. And I said, sir, I hear you, but I am going to go to the great physician, and I'm going to allow him to teach me what he wants to prescribe to me. And if by chance, later down the road, you know, we have to come back in here, then, then, I, then I will. And he looked at me and my husband. He, he looked at him going, you need to tell her she's crazy. Mm -hmm. And he says the, these words, 
if you don't take this, you are going to dry up and die. Those were his words. Because that's what happens with the, the rheumatoid, lupus, those types of diseases literally dry you up from the inside out. <laughs> so you know what I did? I sought the Lord. And I went on a supernatural cleanse, literally. And on day 19, the worship team was leading worship with Perry Stone. Some of you have heard me testify of this. I was sitting on the front row and Perry is real deep, foreheads, Daniel, you know what I mean? Like blood cover. I don't even know. I was like, I'm, I am lost. You know what I mean? I'm lost. I'm going to get devoured by the four-headed beast. I don't know. I'm joking, kind of. I was, I was sitting here going, I want to get this. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on day 19 of this extreme cleanse, fast, I felt like a bucket of water, warm water had been dumped at my feet. And I sat there beside Pam Stone and I, all of a sudden, I'm looking like this because I thought, do I have coffee? Have I spilled Aaron's coffee? What have I done? Because I felt it rise up to my ankles and it continued to rise. And out of nowhere, Perry Stone stops dead mid-sentence and he goes, my God, the healing angel just entered this room. And when he did that, I jumped up and I said, it's for me! And all of a sudden, he began saying, if that's you, you need to run to this altar. And I was the first one down to that altar. So I understand when I allow God to lead and guide me with prayer and with fasting, hearing his word. These are just my testimonies. Then I've heard other people share testimonies of extreme miracle signs and wonders. Because God said, your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing will spring forth speedily. And so we are in a crucial season. I know some of y'all's need in this room tonight. I know some of what you've been battling with and what you've been feeling. Some of you've been believing God for a miracle for a long time. It might be in your home. It might be in your body. It might be at your job. It might be in your bank account. Listen, we need a miracle in our nation. God's not done with America. How can I confidently know that? Because we have not seen the fullness of the harvest field come in. And I, I'm going to say this, you know why we've not seen the fullness of the harvest field? Because the laborers are few. The laborers are sleeping. The laborers are gluttony. We're looking at the delicacy of the leader's table and we are lusting after things that God has asked us to push aside. He's saying, will you consider this? Will you consider the fact that a soul may fall by the wayside if you do not get ready to be a gatherer of my harvest? It cannot just be the preachers in this hour. It has to be the kingdom people. It has to be the body at work. I know that we're real good at hiding behind the pulpit and our pastors and our preachers. But I got to tell you, some of you are the hands. Why aren't we reaching? Because that's your position. It's your job. Why aren't we moving? Because you're the feet that are supposed to go. We are all members of one body, different but same spirit. 
And I got to tell you, I believe that the Lord, we're waiting on God to just pop up the harvest and he's waiting on us to prepare ourselves to go be the gatherers. The laborers are few, people of God. The laborers are few. And if we're praying, come Lord Jesus, and I have been, I got to tell you, but then I was convicted by way of the Holy Spirit. And he was like, listen, if I come, yet he, he is, he is not slack concerning, he's just patient. And if he were to come today, how many of us would have loved ones that would go straight to hell? Can you push a meal aside? Can we fast? How many of our loved ones are filled with demons? And you know what? As the scripture tells us, some kind only. Only come out by prayer. Can I interject and by right fasting. there? Please interject. There's something powerful about that moment. He's coming down from transfiguration in that moment. A high place. He's coming down. And remember the scripture I just read, because he was with them, they didn't have to fast. There was only three with him. The ones that were not with him were trying to do things that they could not do without him. Wow. He wasn't with them. They were, now they were operating in ministry. They had seen the blinded eyes open. They had seen all these things happen and that puzzled them. But aren't you thankful that he will come from a high place? I'm talking about Jesus. Everybody stand to your feet right now. He'll come from a high place into your situation. Jesus will do that. But can I tell you this, that he wants to use his body and the way that he uses his body, the way that we, man, the way that we can connect to this kind of ability. Y'all wake is this fasting you know what's wrong with the american church we are comfortable we are too comfortable we got padded pews we got air conditions we know what we're about to watch on netflix when we get home i'm sorry but i, I just man i want him and there's a body that needs to want him called restoring hope we're not going to see anything until we get this kind of desire. We got to want him. We need to know without him, I must make some sacrifices. I got to make some changes. And the only way I can make changes is to, de to, to deny myself. If I resist the enemy, my flesh, in my weakness, fasting, he is made strong. You hear what I'm saying? I want you to focus on him right now. Get in a posture of surrender. And here's what I ask you to do. I'm not telling you to do anything. Let him search your heart right now. Where is your heart? I know what we say with our mouth. But, and I know you're here. Most, You're here, so you, des you, you desire him. Please hear my heart. But I want you in this moment, what is in me that does not reflect him? 
What is my flesh? What is in me that needs to get out so that I can step into His will? It's all about His kingdom, His will being done. It's not about my goals. It's not about what I want. It's not about my thoughts being fulfilled. It's not about my flesh feeling good. It's not. No, what does God want you to do in this hour? What does God want you to operate in? What does God, what does He want to activate inside of you? Listen, if you get into that real of pleasing him I promise you it will please you it will be so good it'll be such a good season you will feel so good because when you're pleasing him when you're pleasing and you're being in line and you're connecting to his will and you're connecting to his vision and you're connecting to what he wants you to do and you're connecting to his truth I promise you this when you crucify your flesh your spirits about to get loud and when your spirit gets loud demons get silent this is what happened the demons they could not cast out in that moment and he said some only come by prayer and fasting I can't cast out a demon if I'm not willing to sacrifice my flesh so God is saying will we sacrifice our flesh I want to have greater potential in this hour I've seen God pull people out of wheelchairs I've seen God heal blinded eyes I've seen God unstopped deaf ears I've seen God heal broken bones people run we've seen him raise the dead what were we doing when we saw that think about it <laughs> we've gotten too comfortable we can be in a bunch of confusion and still be comfortable and God is saying I'm calling my people to the carpet I'm calling my people to a prayer closet. I'm calling my people to repentance. So here's what I want you to do right now. Just search yourself and, and just repent. <laughs> just repent for a moment. Lord, whatever is in me that's not like you, God, get it out of me. Clean the clutter, Lord Jesus. Whatever the case may be, Father. Lord, I'm asking you. Silence my voice if yours needs to be louder. Whatever the case may be, Lord Jesus. I ask, Lord, that, that you would blind my eyes, my natural sight, Lord, so that you can open what I need to, what needs to be revealed in the Spirit, like you did to Paul. Lord, like you did Jacob, you're talking about the face-to-face -face moment. God, what created the, the name change was the, po the position of being disjointed. We've said this, and relocating, God. I pray for that relocation in this hour. God, I pray, Lord, that your spirit be louder than all of the enemy's tricks and schemes. Lord, those things and wiles of the enemy, the fiery darts that like to stick us and make us go to sleep and say, we're just not going to fight, we're not going to do anything, we're no, it's, it's too hard. No, the devil is a liar. God, I pray for supernatural strength right now. I pray for divine wisdom and revelation to be unlocked. God, as, as we are crucifying ourselves, God, as we are opening up our hearts right now, we're saying, God, pour into us. Pour into us. Just begin to pray, church. Come on, just matter of fact, I want every person that is willing to sacrifice and you don't care what people think of you. I want you to get up to this altar and I want us to pour our hearts out just for a few moments. And again, we're calling forth the Daniel fast. We're calling to Daniel's fast. So we no can sweets, no mind. yeast, and no sugar, right? No, no sweets, no, no sweets, meats, no, no bread. yeast, no bread. 
and that's for the corporate body. But if you want to go deeper, go deeper. Do a three-day nothing but water fast. Do it in the secret as the Bible tells us to do. And as you do it, and nobody else knows about it, clean your face, dress yourself. Anoint your head. Anoint your head. Do all the things Scripture tells you to do. And watch, watch the productivity of Restoring Hope Church that's coming. I'm telling you, if we can get on the same page with this. Hey, everybody look at me just for a minute. I feel this real strong. Stop listening to every other voice. It's not our mission. I'm not saying don't go listen to good teaching, all of those things. What is God saying to us? We got to be in unity. The enemy's number one goal is to wear down the saints. For the purpose of? To wear down the saints. It's his goal to cause us to beat at the air. It's like praying amiss. Yeah. When we're beating at the air, we are wasting energy. That's it. So we're setting the target. Tonight, we're setting it, kicking off Sunday at sundown. Yeah. And we're going to lift off the weariness of the enemy. Yeah. That he is, listen, it's Come not on. just your house and not just my house. It's the corporate house. He has put a new heavy weight in the atmosphere to wear down the saints, to wear us down and to wear us out and to cancel the assignment of the kingdom coming to pass in its fruition. That's it. And I want to say this because she said a thing there. How many ministers have preached, you've laid hands on, you've prayed for people, and you know when you lay a hand on somebody, most of y'all are core people and you're, you're, you're operators in this mission. We should be the most alive people in this room every Sunday. Why? Because we are in connection with him. We should have a posture of prayer in our closet space, not just trying to come and get it, but we're giving it. You hear what I'm saying? And, and what, I'm, what I want you to understand is there's been times where I've prayed for people and, and there's no connection on them. But then there's times when I tried to pray for people and I wasn't where I needed to be. I wasn't praying like I was supposed to. I wasn't fasting. Oh, I, I, I would raise up the volume with my voice, but nothing would happen. I would sweat like nobody's business, but nothing would happen. Some only come, listen to me, by prayer and fasting. You want to hear whatever is going from this stage and being projected and not be lost and searching? Fast and pray. Read your word. Open your ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. The Bible says in Revelation, what is the Spirit saying to the church? We will not hear it unless we have spiritual ears. And I can't have a spiritual ear if I have a carnal mind. So I want to pray with you. And I pray that we get on the same page. Because there's things sometimes when I'm in the right place, man, God reveals things to me that I wish everybody could see it. You hear what I'm saying? I wish everybody could hear what God's speaking to me because it's a builder of my faith. And I'm praying that we all get on the same page of what he's declaring. There's other people in the spirit that's saying the same things that this house is saying. Look around, you'll see it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has one mission. He's saying one thing. And one of the things that he's saying, you watch what God's gonna do in 24. But we first have to get on the same page. We have to get on the same page. You can't have your little thing and I'm have my thing. No, we have his thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
I'm not saying this harshly. I don't even know why I'm doing this. But let's get on the same page this year. Let's get on the same page this year. There's a page being turned. Your defeats are about to be victories. God is about to answer prayers that you've been praying. Let's pray right now. Just begin to press in. Just begin to press in. Lord, we're going to get on the same page. Lord, we're going to get on your assignment. Lord, we thank you, Father, for everything that you did. 23 was not all bad. God, we thank you for what it did to us. Lord, we thank you for stripping us. We thank you, Lord, for uh, stripping us of our uh, agendas, for stripping us of our wants, Father. Uh, Lord, for what we think the outcome should be. Lord, we want you. Lord, thank you for emptying us of us so that we can hear you. I pray, God, as we sacrifice in the next few days, Lord, I pray that you'll bring supernatural strength. God, I pray that, that demonic forces in our homes would run and tuck tails and head out every, every space, every atmosphere of prayer, every atmosphere of fasting, not a facade fasting, not a, a, a facade uh, just gathering information for the moment, but God, it's a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle that we're living, Father. This is, uh, this is you and me and me and you, Father. We're walking this thing out together. It is the, it is the bride and the bridegroom coming together to be together Lord we know that that day is coming but God we ask right now Lord that we be ha can have face to face moments Lord I'm asking right now that we can see with your burning eyes God that we can hear with your ears Father the divine revelation of what is the heaven saying God I pray for clarity like never before God these that are in the altars Lord I pray for clarity God everything that's clogged up everything that's trying to silence the truth Lord everything that's uh, brought a forgetful spirit. I don't remember what that, that is or whatever the case, whatever that spirit is. We renounce it in the name of Jesus that would try to make us forget your word. Make us forget your truth. Make us forget what you've said over Restoring Hope Church. We will be those drops that create ripples in this hour. We declare right now Father God, I pray for an ignition of fire. Lord, I pray that you would uh, set a fire in our souls, God, that cannot be contained in 24. I pray, Lord, that we would see the lame to leap, the dumb to speak. I pray that we will see blinded eyes open. God, I pray that we will see communities come to know you. God, I pray right now, Father, that we will see addictions as we saw New Year's night. The addiction come in and be broken and him be saved and his name be written down in the Lamb's book of life. Just one soul on New Year's. Lord, let it be the picture of thousands to come. God, we thank you. Come on. We thank you. We press into you. We desire you as the deer pants for the water. Our soul, our mind is thirsty for what our spirit knows. God, I pray that our flesh would align with our spirit. God, I pray like David said, my flesh longs after you. Lord, let our flesh get in the alignment with the spirit. Lord, let our flesh get to a place that all it wants is the presence of Jesus. All it wants is a, another moment of rain. All it wants is an, another experience of, of your truth, Father, of your declaration. And Lord, as we have said that this will be the year of the, of the revelation, this will be the year of revival of your word. Lord, I pray that as we open the word, it will be like a burning fire within us. God, I pray that it will be a desire that we cannot extinguish. God, not just for us personally, but God, I pray for our family's tables, Lord. 
I pray for a burning as we're eating, Father, when we begin to move in the places, Lord, when we begin to push meals aside, whatever the case may be in our homes, Father. Lord, I pray that, that your word would come alive in our sons, that your word would come alive in our daughters, that your word would come alive in our spouse, God, like never before. I pray for divine connectivity. Lord, I pray right now that there be a unity, God, that cannot be broken. As Pastor Amanda said, the covenant circle. God, I pray that the circle will not be unbroken in this season. God, I pray that there will be safety in the circle. God, I pray that as, as we are focused in this hour, Father, that nothing's going to detour us. Nothing's going to get in the way of our focus. Nothing's going to get in, our, uh, in the way of our spiritual sight and our spiritual hearing. We speak to every mountain of impossibility. We break down every barrier and every wall. We break every chain and every prison door. We declare to be open in the name of Jesus in our families, God. We declare alcoholism that's generational be broken in the name of Jesus. We pray for the spirit of pornography that is a number to the child of God. We declare in the name of Jesus that pornography and the spirit of pornography would be broken in the name of Jesus. And it will not be by man. It will not be by might. But God, let your spirit move. Let your spirit move. Clear the clutter. Openness. I just feel like God is just almost like surgery, almost like his sword is cutting us open right now. He's getting rid of some stuff. Even bitterness, and even a frustrated spirit. I can, I can relate to that, being frustrated. Lord, just take the frustration and give me peace. Lord, let me, let me operate from a place of your rest. I retire in your dwelling place. I quit where your presence begins. Move, God. Move, God. Father, we just speak your healing over those who are not in the room tonight, who is not able to come because of sickness, because of recovery. Father God, Lord, we thank you that you are sending your word to them right now and you are bringing and taking forth your word, your healing, your truth by Whoa. your stripes. We yeah. were and we, we are agree, healed. We come out we of agreement with sickness. Healed. We come out of agreement Shin with the doctor's reports and we come into alignment and full agreement with right your now. truth. And Father, those that are in this room, Father, I thank you that we are going to see the goodness of the Lord in yeah. the land of the living. Father, I thank you that we are not yet agreeing with death. Father, we know it one day will come for us, but we will fulfill the number of days written for our life. We will see the fullness of the harvest that our hands are supposed to help bring in, Father. Not one second of that day will be cut short. And so I call it forth over the body of this house. I call it forth over the governing authority, the elders of this house. I call it forth over the leadership and staff of this house. I call it forth over the Levitical priesthood of this house. I call it forth over the door greeters of this house. I call it forth over the children's ministry of this house. I call it forth over the youth of this house. I call it forth over the laymen of this house. I call it forth over the sheep of this fold. God, Lord, I thank you that 
that you are strengthening the body of your believers of Restoring Hope Church. I thank you for those who come here, God. Lord, to be poured into and encouraged. Lord, I pray that healing would come the moment they say we've got to go grab a hold of a fresh line of fire. Lord, we're going to go grab some healing from Restoring Hope. Lord, I know that you're everywhere, but I thank you for the marking of healing at this house. Lord, we believe you in the fullness of your truth and your word. So we say cancer you do not have the end you do not have the final word you do not have the say your report is not what we believe and agree with we hear your truth oh Yahweh that you are who you say you are and every cell in the body has to line up with it we need these bodies for the fullness of the harvest we need these bodies to praise you we need these bodies and these lungs to declare your beauty of holiness oh God Lord, I thank you that the grave cannot praise you. Oh, but as long as we've got breath in our body, we will say yes to you. We will say yes to your word. We will say yes to your way, Yahweh. And we decree and we declare it done. I speak to migraine headaches. Hear the word of the Lord. Tension that is set up on. on the necks of the bodies yes, in this God. house. Hear the word of the Lord. Back Every pain. demonic back pain, talent, Get spirit. We command you by the authority in, the in Jesus' name to get your grip off of God's property now in Jesus' yes. name. We cast you off and we cast you out. Yeah. Every assignment of, of every joint that feels as if it's going to be crippled and not be able to move. Mm. We will declare the word of the Lord is truth. The moving and the mobility of his joy is flooding our heart and our mind and our soul. Lord, I thank you that our bones are healthy. I thank you that our bones are nourished. I thank you that our bones hear the word of the Lord and they've received the nourishment of your flow and your water and your provisions. Lord, the laborers are few, but not in this house. I don't know of any other church in America that has the amount of ministry sitting in the pews in this house. I got to tell you, even those that have been on retreat, those that have come out of the field for a season, I hear the Lord say, you're about to be handed papers. Come on. And it might not look like you thought it was going to look like. But I do not know of another house with as many ministers as this one. And it's for a purpose. It's for the masses. It's for the harvest of this region. We're not responsible for everybody's field, but we are responsible for ours. And so I just hear the Lord say, you're about to be handed your papers. The marching orders are coming. But can you dig in? Can we sacrifice? Boot camp is a sacrificial time. And you may have paid the dues. You may have gone through it. But let me tell you, just like me, I've been in it for a while, but I sense the Lord pulling me back into the training camp. I sense the Lord is saying, I want to give you some new detail instructions. I want to show you my updated things that you couldn't handle 10 and 20 years ago. I have upgraded some things. The enemy has upped his ante and so have I. I'm about to reveal some things to you that you weren't able to handle 20 years ago, 40 years ago. But when you decide to step back into basic training, I'm about to strengthen you in ways you thought you could not be strengthened I'm about to give you what you didn't know you could do in last season in John 4 
when Jesus said the field is ripe for harvest, remember they had gone looking for natural food. The disciples did. And they asked him, what, you know, what are you going to eat? He says, I've got food <laughs> that you don't know of. I believe this is about to be the year and the fast, the season that we have food that we can't even explain. And it is tied to the harvest of 24. It's tied to the harvest. I will find the scripture that proves this. I can feel it so strong in my spirit. It is tied to the harvest. You've got a harvest field around you. And I hear the Lord saying, get out of your, out of your airspace. Get out, get the pods out of your ears and get me in your space. Get me in your hearing and watch what I'm about to reveal over the place where your feet and your your dwelling exists. I'm about to show you what you haven't seen before, what you've not been able to handle or see. So we thank you for strengthening our bodies. Yes, we thank you for healing us and lining us up. We thank you that our deliverance and our healing and the oppressor upon our life is going to be lifted speedily. The darkness that has consumed us, yes. our light is coming like the morning. I may be in the midnight hour, but I thank you for the light that is coming like the morning. I thank you that I don't have to wait till the day dawns, Father, because you are the light light of my life. You are the hope of my glory. You are the one. You are setting your glory right in the midst of our atmosphere. I thank you for the people of this house. I thank you, Father God, for our family members who do not yet know you in the capacity that you desire. Thank you, Father, for even the broken things of familyness because you will get all the glory of the healing, oh God. You will get all the glory. Father, it won't be because we did it. It won't be because we bought it. It won't be because we severed it. It'll be because the Lord thy God decided to come breathe the Ruach of God and drove out what needed to be driven out and brought in what needed to be brought it in. You, oh God, are before all things and in you hold all things together oh God you are the glue you are the promise you are the light you are the joy that binds us so we do we just agree in you we thank you for your promises we agree with your word come on just lift up your hands and say I agree with your word I agree with your promise I agree with your healing I agree I agree <laughs> I agree with your truth. Thank you, Father. It's a new season. Mm -hmm. Sing that. It's a new day. There's a fresh anointing that's coming my way. It's a season of power and prosperity oh it's a new season coming 